the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is made possible through the sponsorship of the Word of Life Bible Fellowship and through the generous giving of faithful donors like you. If you would like to learn more about our ministry, you can visit us at awordforlife.com. Welcome to A Word for Life. A Word for Life is the radio ministry of the Word of Life Bible Fellowship, located in Tacoma, Washington. And now, here's Pastor Michael Fields with A Word for Life. So Matthew, the 8th chapter, starting at verse 1, notice, if you will, what the word of the Lord declares, which it says, When he was come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, there came a leper and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will be thou clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus said unto him, See, thou tell no man, but go your way. Show yourself to the priest, and offer the gift that Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. Dear ones, on today, I would like for us to focus our attention on the verses of Scripture that we have before us, found here in Matthew, that 8th chapter, verses 1 through 4. And the topic that I would like to take for all that we will be discussing on today, dear ones, is this. A mosaic of faith. A mosaic of faith. Now, for those of you that are like me, that do not fully understand what a mosaic is, or did not understand what a mosaic is, um, because when the Lord told me that I needed to preach on this text and preach actually on this whole chapter... And he told me what I needed to address. I said, okay, Lord, I'll do it. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Amen. Yes, Lord. I'll be obedient to your word. I will heed your call. I will will adhere to what you are telling me to do. But what is a mosaic? (laughs) You first have to help me understand what a mosaic is. And so I had to Google mosaic. And so Google helped me out. And so in Googling what a, mosaic either, what a mosaic is, I learned that a mosaic is a type of portrait, either of a person or a thing, but it is a portrait that is made up of hundreds to thousands of smaller individual pictures. 
of that same person or that same thing. And it is only as you pull back from looking at and focusing on the smaller individual pictures, it's only as you pull back from it that you see the bigger picture, the bigger image, the larger message that's trying to be communicated to you. And so a mosaic is, is, a, is, a, is a picture, but it's made up of small individual pictures. And when you're up close to it, all you can see is the smaller individual pictures. You can see the different pictures of the different things, but as you step back and look at the broader picture that's being displayed to you, you see the bigger picture or the bigger message that is trying to be communicated. Amen. Say, for instance, we wanted to do a mosaic of Michael Jordan. Now, now... If, if, if I was to do a mosaic of Michael Jordan and put it up here on the screen, all of you that are sitting back there, you'd be able to look at it and say, well, that's Michael Jordan. That's a picture of Michael Jordan right there. But then if I said, now come up close, come closer, and you came up closer, you would begin to see that those are individual pictures of Michael Jordan. It might have been a picture of him dunking a basketball, or a picture of him holding up a championship trophy, or a picture of him in a commercial that he did. And so the individual pictures, you'd see that up close, but as you pull back, you see the bigger picture, the bigger image, that that is Michael Jordan. And dear ones, it is here in Matthew the 8th chapter, and it goes all the way into Matthew the 9th chapter, that Matthew gives to us a mosaic that deals with the issue of faith. Amen. He gives to us a mosaic that deals with the issue of faith. Because he gives us no less than seven different pictures concerning the topic of faith for us to look at. And as you pull back from looking at the individual pictures that Matthew shows to us here in the text, as you pull back and look at the overall message that Matthew is trying to give to us, that overall message is telling us and displaying to us and letting us know that Jesus is the Christ. The son of the living God. As you look at the individual pictures and you pull back, the message that Matthew is trying to communicate to everybody is that Jesus is the Christ, the son of the living God. And he shows this to us and displays this to us by showing us that he has power and authority over death, over demons, over the over nature itself, over sickness, and as we will see today, over defilement. Amen. Jesus has power and authority. He displays to everybody that he is the Son of God. Amen. And he shows us this by letting us know, give, showing us clearly that he has power and authority over all of these things. Over demons, over death, over nature itself. Yes. And so we want to look at the first of these individual pictures, but also, dear ones, Matthew is not, as he's giving us these pictures of faith, he's showing us these different images, he shows us different aspects of faith. He shows us different characteristics of faith that we must adhere to and pay attention to in order to fully grasp who Jesus is and what he has come to do for us. And the first thing that Matthew shows to us through this leper that he begins to speak about is, dear ones, our faith must be bold. We must have bold faith. Our faith must be bold because, dear ones, we're living in a day and time where people will challenge you concerning what you believe. They will test you 
concerning who you say you believe in. They will question you concerning the, 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 the facts and the, the, the things concerning your faith. They'll question you. They'll test you. They'll push you. And your faith has to be strong enough, stable enough, and bold enough to stand flat-footed. Don't back up. Stand flat-footed. Look them straight in the eye and let them know, I believe that Jesus is the Christ, yes. the Son of the living God. Yes. And I know that I know that I know He saved me. And he changed me. And who I used to be is no longer who I am today. And so our faith needs to be bold. We're living in a day and time, as I said there once, where people will challenge you concerning what you believe. They'll, They'll test you. They'll challenge you. And the word of God lets us know this. And so we have to have faith that is bold. Now, dear ones, as we begin to look at this text, notice what it says. It says, when he was come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, there came a leper and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. Now, at this particular time, dear ones, Jesus has just finished giving his Mount Olivet Discourse, or as many of us have come to know it, his Sermon on the Mount. Jesus has just finished giving his Sermon on the Mount at this time. And, as, and we're told in the text that great multitudes were following him at this time. And so large crowds of people are following Jesus. They're all following Jesus at this time in order to try and touch him or to get close to hear him or just to be next to him. So large multitudes of people are all coming there, pressing in, trying to get close to Jesus. And it is into this mass of humanity that we see, this mass of people, it's into this that we are introduced to an individual that begins to approach. And as this person begins to approach, I want everybody to use their sanctified imagination. Because as this person begins to approach, it is almost as if somebody takes a knife and cuts the crowd in half. And just splits the crowd in two. Because as this person approaches, everybody's there. They're saying, Jesus, Jesus. But as they see this man approaching, they're like, I got to get out of here. I don't don't want to be around him. I don't want to be next to him. I don't want anything to do with him. And so they're crying out, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. But then they see the man and they see what's going on and they back up. They go, I I don't want to be, I don't want him here. And and, and, and if, if I could just encourage you to use your sanctified imagination just a little bit more. Can't you imagine some of the people that were backing up in fear? Telling the man, you ain't supposed to be here. What are you doing here? You have no right to be here. You're not supposed to be here. We don't want you here. We don't want you around. This man, and, and, and the text tells us why they were doing all this, dear ones, because the text tells us that this man was a leper. Amen. He was a leper. Now, leprosy was a highly contagious and highly infectious disease. And as a person, as a person once they were infected with leprosy, they were categorized and viewed by others as being defiled and unclean. Amen. Once that person, once that person ca- caught leprosy, once they were infected with leprosy, they were categorized and viewed by other people as being defiled and unclean. They were only able to be around and associate with other people who were like them. 
And so they were only supposed to be around other people who had leprosy also. We will get back to Pastor Fields and to today's message in just a moment. But we wanted to take a moment to share with all of you that the aim of our radio ministry at the Word of Life Bible Fellowship is to share the good news of Jesus Christ with as many people as possible and to strengthen and edify the body of Christ through Bible teaching that is both clear and relevant. We would like to see this ministry go even farther in accomplishing this work, but in order for us to be able to do that, we need your help. If you are able, after you have given to the support of your own local home church, if you are able to help us with the cost of airing this program on the station, we would greatly appreciate it. All donations are tax-deductible, and they can be sent to the Word of Life Bible Fellowship, P.O. Box 8903, Tacoma, Washington, 98418. And if you would like to learn more about our ministry and be able to listen to some of the archived messages from Pastor Fields, you can do so by visiting us at our website, which is awordforlife.com. And now, let's get back to Pastor Fields and to today's message. Can't you imagine some of the people that were backing up in fear, telling the man, you ain't supposed to be here? What are you doing here? You have no right to be here? You're not supposed to be here. We don't want you here. We don't want you around. This man, and, and, and the text tells us why they were doing all this, dear ones, because the text tells us that this man was a leper. Amen. He was a leper. Now, leprosy was a highly contagious and highly infectious disease. Amen. And as a, person, as a person, once they were infected with leprosy, they were categorized and viewed by others as being defiled and unclean. Amen. Once that, pers- once that person ca- caught leprosy, once they were infected with leprosy, they were categorized and viewed by other people as being defiled and unclean. They were only able to be around and associate with other people who were like them. Yeah. And so they were only supposed to be around other people who had leprosy also. And they were quarantined and isolated off from other people. They, they had to be quarantined. They had to be isolated. In fact, hold your finger here in Matthew and turn back real quickly to the book of Leviticus. Because in the book of Leviticus, we are given some instruction concerning how they were to handle people who were suffering from leprosy. Leviticus, the 13th chapter. Dear ones, notice what we're told in verses 45 and 46. It says, And the leper in whom the plague is his clothes shall be rent and his head bare. So he had to shave off, he or she had to shave off all their hair. And he shall put a covering upon his upper lip and shall cry unclean, unclean. So as they approached people, they had to cry out unclean, unclean. As a type of warning, as a type of, of, of announcement. To let every other, everybody know I'm approaching and I am unclean. It says, verse 46, all the days wherein the plague shall be in him, he shall be defiled. He is unclean. He shall dwell alone. Outside the camp shall be his habitation. 
And so this man, as he's approaching, he was supposed to be crying out, unclean, unclean. Letting everybody know that I am unclean. This is how I am. But there was, let's look at the text back in Matthew, the 8th chapter. Notice what it says. It says, when he was come down from the mountain, Jesus came down from the mountain. Great multitudes followed him. And behold, there came a leper and worshipped him, saying, Lord, if you, if you will, you can make me clean. Now, there was notice several things. Notice that instead of staying away from people, he is now coming right into the midst of people. Instead of doing what he was supposed to, instead of staying away, he's coming right into the midst of the crowd. Instead of crying out, unclean, unclean, as he approached, which was meant to be a public declaration and a public confession to other people that in essence said to others, this is who I am. This is how I am. This is what I am. And I am not a safe person for you to be around. Instead of crying out, unclean, unclean, which would have let everybody know, this is who I am, I'm unclean. This is what I am. I'm defiled. And I'm not safe for you to be around. The text tells us, this man doesn't say any of that until he gets close to Jesus. And he says, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. It's almost as if this man decided within himself, you know what? I am no longer going to confess that that is who I am. Amen. I'm going to stop saying that about myself. Amen. I'm going to stop testifying that that's who I am. Amen. That's what I am. Yeah. That's how I am. Yeah. I'm going to stop that. Because yeah. if I can get to Jesus, I know he can change me. Amen. If I can get to Jesus... I know he can deliver me. Yeah. So I'm going to stop professing this negative stuff about me. I'm going to stop saying these negative things about myself, about my situation, about my th- issue, about what's going on in my life. I'm going to stop talking about what's negative and I'm going to turn this thing around and begin to profess something different about myself. Lord have mercy. Some of you have got to change your vocabulary. You've been talking a lot, but you've been saying the wrong things. You have been professing the, the, the negative things about your situation and the negative things about yourself and the negative things about what's going on in your life. And the Lord is saying there has come a time and that time is 1215 on July 20th or August 20th, 2017. In other words, right now, there has come a time where you got to stop professing that negative stuff. And start to say something different. Instead of staying around people, the, the, the text lets us know, instead of staying around people who were like him, because we read in Leviticus, he was supposed to only be around other lepers, people who were infected with leprosy like him. Instead of staying around people who were like him, he decides, I'm going to go to somebody who can change me and help me to stop being like this see we like to hang around folk that are like us you know you, you, you like you like to you like to see hawks I like to see hawks you, you like the sounders I like the sounders you like barbecue I like barbecue we gonna hang out with each other we just gonna see hawk sounder barbecue party that's what we gonna do we gonna get together we like to hang around people that are like us this man says I'm tired of hanging around people that are like me yeah. 
Because people that are like me are continuing to just hold me down and keep me down and not let me rise up above this thing. They're just holding me in my place. They don't want me to move. They don't want me to change. They don't want me to do differently. They don't want me to see differently. They don't want me to be differently. And I'm tired of that. I'm going to change and move out of this thing. Notice the text. Notice the text. Notice what this man says as he comes to Jesus. Because there are four parts to what he says. And each part is significant for us to take note of. First off, there was notice what he says. He says, he starts off by addressing Jesus as Lord. He says, Lord. Now, he does not simply say Jesus. He does not say Mary's son. He does not say teacher or rabbi. He does not identify him as son of David or, or the one that John spoke of, John the, John the Baptist spoke of. He identifies Jesus as Lord. Because dear ones, even, even though all of those other titles would have properly and correctly identified Jesus, they would not have properly recognized Jesus. For being who he really is. And this man wants Jesus to know, I recognize you for who you really are. Don't just identify Jesus, recognize Jesus. Recognize who he is. He is Lord. He's the king of all kings and the Lord of all lords. This man properly recognized Jesus. And, and, And it is in how this man recognizes Jesus that he gives a public declaration for everybody to hear concerning, concerning what he believes who Jesus is. He is Lord. He goes on to say, if you will. In other words, it is as if he is letting it be known because he does not say, Lord, if you can. He does not say, Lord, if you can. You can make me clean. He says, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. In other words, it's almost as if he's saying, Lord, I know it is within the bounds of your power to do this. I know you have the power. I know you have the authority. I'm not asking if you can. I'm asking if it will be within the bounds of your will to do this. Some things God has the power to do, but he doesn't do because it's not in his will. Y'all ain't praying with me today. Y'all ain't praying with me today. Yeah, yeah, you didn't catch that. You didn't catch that. God has the power to do it, but he does not because it's not in his will. It's not in my will for you. There are some things that are not in God's will for us. And we ought to thank God. We ought to thank God as hard and as, as, as actively and aggressively for his yeses just as much as we thank him for his no's. His yeses. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. His no's. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Because when he says yes, He says yes out of love. When he says no, he says no out of love. If I give you that, that's going to give you a first class ticket to hell. 
And I ain't, I, ain't, I ain't in the mood of, I ain't, I ain't, in, the, I ain't in the practice of giving folk first class tickets to hell. I'm in the practice of giving folk first class tickets to heaven. And so he says, Lord, I know you have the power to do it, but is it within the bounds of your will to do it? If you will, you can make me clean. Notice what he says. If you will, you can. In, in other words, he says to the Lord, I've, been, I've tried other things and they couldn't help me. But Lord, I know you can. Yes. I've been to other people and I've talked to them about my situation. But Lord, they haven't been able to do anything for me. But I know you can. I've tried a variety of things. I've, I've, I've experimented with a number of different things, but I haven't been able to find the peace or the strength or the joy that I'm, I'm searching for. But Lord, I know you can help me with this. Hello, dear ones. This is Pastor Michael Fields. And here at the end of today's broadcast, I just wanted to take a moment and say thank you to all of you for taking the time out of your day to tune in and listen to our program. My hope is that today's broadcast has been a blessing to you in some way and has helped you in your walk and in your relationship with the Lord. And I want to encourage all of you to tell a friend about this program and join us here next time as we look into the riches of God's Word in order to find a word for life. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.